1: welcome to tfm's local watering hole so excited to be coming at you from the garden state new jersey this place is looking great we've got a brand new hero in town and i'm so excited to have with me the one the only christy morris
0: the glitter queen herself
1: wow Ooh, is that would that be would
0: that be your superhero name Glitter Queen? (laughs) People might think I'm something else. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. No, I'm thinking more like... uh, Sorry. Um, Oh, what's his name? Shazam, where he's like, uh, you know, lightning from my hands. It would be crystals. Crystals from my hands. Oh,
1: there you go. Okay. Okay, I see it. Um, Crystal hand. All right. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Well, we have the world's worst superhero names here, apparently. And uh, before we go... Down the rabbit hole too far. Uh, We just want to say thank you for listening, and we do really appreciate it. Um, Of course, we would really appreciate it as well as if you would find us on social media and follow us over on The 602 Club on Twitter, and then we're Instagram at the 602 Club TFM. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrekFM, and you can find uh, the listeners-only discussion group as well there on Facebook, and you talk to listeners from all over the world got the website trek.fm where you can find all of the shows we're doing and we'd really appreciate it if you would go to patreon.com slash trek.fm and see how you can be part of our team uh, it does cost quite a bit for us to put all this together and we really can't do it without you and it's definitely been a rough few years for us so again patreon.com is where you can make sure that all of the shows here on trek.fm keep coming to you Christy, I'm I am very interested in this because I know you have a lot more familiarity with a lot of the Marvel comics. Um, You know, you and your husband, big fans, and and read a lot of them. And so, uh, we are going to be talking about Miss Marvel, uh, the latest Mm -hmm. Disney Plus show here in the never ending Phase Four of uh, the MCU. And so coming into this, I am really fascinated. To, was this a character you were familiar with at all? And had you read them at all, you know, the comics at all? And were you excited kind of coming into this show at all?
0: So I was a big fan of Captain Marvel, um, the comics, and then of um, the writer Kelly Sue DeConnick and um, really got into her character in that run Um so I then later, when the movies came out and everything, heard that there was a new character called Ms. Marvel, but I have never read those comics. Um, but I had heard of her um, and knew that possibly mm-hmm. the powers would be similar, um, and that it was a relatively new character and a um, didn't know that a show was coming out until suddenly it was announced that right um, it here. was on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, they they
1: they have been coming out. I would say the Disney Plus shows Fast and Furious uh, here, and uh, of course, no relation to the actual Fast and Furious uh, franchise. So, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I ha- I read the Captain Marvel run by DeConnick. And I wasn't really mm-hmm. a huge fan. I I I know people really liked her her run there uh, with Captain Marvel, but I just didn't really find it all that interesting, or or it just mm-hmm. didn't appeal to me. Um, but I'm glad other people liked it. And I knew that they had reintroduced the idea of Miss Marvel, which actually the funny thing is is Captain Marvel was actually Miss Marvel before that. And there's there's a Really strange, long history with this character in the first place, but they had yep. <laughs> a new version of Miss Marvel that was uh, a teenager uh, who was of Muslim origin and those kind of things and so I knew that kind of coming into the show, but I have never read the comics in fact i 'm not actually reading many comics these days at all, really I just have kind of lost yeah, interest um, and, and partially in in all honesty it 's because they just have not been good. Um, I haven't found anything that really worth uh, keeping track of. I, I still keep track of uh, some of the Star Wars comics, but so that's that's pretty much it. And so, yeah, I, I couldn't say whether I was excited or not about this because I, I just kind of came into it. I, I only knew a little bit about the character and kind of what the show would be. And then obviously I knew coming up we were going to be connecting to the next film that has Captain Marvel in it with the marvels so this is basically building towards that and so you know and not really knowing anything i was kind of just coming in and okay to you know show me what you got and so Mm -hmm. um which i i found honestly one of the things about this show compared to some of the other shows and even just some of the movies or whatever, I was very struck by the fact that the show feels a lot more grounded because the storyline is really much more about Kamala and her family and kind of like Mm -hmm. the normal people of the MCU like Mm -hmm. than, you know, anything else. In fact, the closest thing I can think of in the MCU would be the Spider-Man films that we've had so far, at least the first one where it was very grounded. It's more about Peter and, you know, uh, it. we obviously have the teenager there um, mm-hmm. element as well. But I also, I was thinking about how um, even Hawkeye, the show, you know, felt more grounded for the most part um, because of the type mm-hmm. of character. So that was something I wasn't necessarily expecting coming into this, having a, a character that was, you know, going to be cosmically powered. Um, this was a really grounded show about, you know, basically growing up in the MCU universe.
0: hmm Yeah. And I mean, you know, it was interesting that they brought in um, a different way of telling stories in the MCU by including the younger generation. Um, you know, obviously with the films and everything, we've ended on a really, kind of sad note, obviously. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where do you go from there? Um, So this is also another way to continue on in that universe and tell interesting stories. Um, But I do think, you know, sort of like you said, like, if you didn't know anything about this character, then this is also a good way to keep the story interesting as well. So it's, it's not so fantastical as, like the Captain Marvel movie, I think at times felt Mm -hmm. so beyond anything we can comprehend. You know, that it's really about like space and, you know, aliens (laughs) and flurkins and stuff. Yeah, And so this, yeah, definitely the opposite of that very grounded. Um, and, and that piece of it, I really liked
1: it. It also, I mean, even just in that grounded nature and really kind of dealing with, uh, you know, the kind of the teenage elements that feel very similar to a lot of things you get in like a John Hughes type of film, you know, uh, where you're you've got these kids in high school and, and them kind of dealing with growing up and all the problems that go along with that and everything. And a lot of ways it reminded me, um, you know, we covered Girl from DC, the first season of that. And this mm-hmm. kind of felt similar to that. You know, it starts out yeah. pretty grounded, you know, um, you know, there's superhero stuff involved in it. But it's it's really more of a story about like a family and their place in this world. And and specifically, you know, the main characters place in this world as they deal with the ramifications of getting powers. So I thought mm-hmm. that that was something that um, really works actually to the, st- the show's benefit is that it doesn't spend as much time worried about how it's completely connected to the rest of the MCU. It spends a lot of time really just trying to tell you the story of Kamala and her family and what happens to her when she gets powers.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. And, And even subjects like being Pakistani in America... And, um, you know, being Muslim and um, the differences with like, you know, she wears standard American type clothing and her hair down, whereas her friend wears a headscarf, you know. So it's like some things that maybe you or I wouldn't usually understand or know about. And I really like that they're they're bringing mm-hmm. some things in like that to explain more about her as a person.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, you know, I think uh, – with the character you know it's a good time to kind of talk about our main character with kamala you're 100 percent right is that we spend a lot of time exploring the world of of what it's like not only to be an american high school student but a pakistani american and you know a place like new jersey um what it's like to be someone who's also muslim and the ramifications too of past history right which is Mm -hmm. the 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 splitting apart of um Pakistan from India uh, and all the things that happened there Mm -hmm. and how that impacted the family as well and so I I I thought they did a really good job of introducing us to this character And, and I think like for her the one of her biggest traits is the fact that she constantly has this desire to be bigger and better. Like she has this, her love is of Captain Marvel and, and Mm -hmm. her desire is to basically be larger than life. She wants to be, you know, more than she is. She wants to kind of surpass the life in which she has, which she's not necessarily grateful for at the beginning of the show. Um, and part of her journey then as a character is actually becoming more grounded in who she is, which is interesting that she actually becomes more grounded in who she is as a person from her history to who she is now and who she will be in the future, all because she got cosmic powers, which is a very interesting way to tell the story of a kid finding themselves. Um, But I thought, again, It's one of the strongest parts of this show is that journey that she goes on. She legitimately Mm -hmm. is on a hero's journey in this story. Um, And I like that we spend a majority of the show really following her. And there isn't too much extraneous material here that really detracts too terribly from introducing us and, and letting us follow her journey throughout the show.
0: Yeah, I, um, well, I will say I felt like the first episode or two, there were some things that distracted me from the story here that they're trying to tell with her and her family. That was just, you know, I think they were leaning too much into the this is a high school kid show. Um, So it felt a little goofy sometimes when they were trying Mm -hmm. to actually explain a serious point. Um, But I do think that The core story was good and I like that they really show that she's wanting all of this, you know, stuff to be more like Captain Marvel and to be larger than life and stuff and is missing the point that she's already special. And that she should learn more about her real life and family and, you know, this bangle that she comes across that's then connected to all of that that makes her realize she already had something special.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I think Iman as the actress does a really good job of kind of portraying that I, for the most part, I, I, I can, I again kind of harken back to the the star girl where it's like a, the girl playing Stargirl I thought was great and helped kind of draw you into the show and, you know, kind of get past in some ways the same kind of things that you're mentioning a little bit. Like sometimes the, you know, you lean a little bit too heavy into like the teenage stuff. Um, And yet, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like the actress here is is very much able to kind of bring you through those things and so that you can connect with her as we get into the more serious... Side of her character, which I thought was really I, there's a lot of interesting things that they do. Just they they add to her character the idea that, um, she's part djinn, um, you know, yeah, uh, which is connected to the Nor dimension, which we explore a little bit, and these clandestines from there, but also. Uh, they actually change her origins from the comics, which is she's an inhuman to the fact that the idea of mutant. And so she is going, she's actually, I think really our first big link to the fact that, I mean, other than Dr. Strange and the Multiverse Madness, where we actually saw professor X um, mm-hmm. a, a, from another dimension that we're moving towards mutants. Like that's mm-hmm. going to, we're going to be exploring that. So, um, I I thought that that was all very interesting, but if there's one kind of criticism I, I sort of have here uh, with all of these connections to where she gets her powers and 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 whatnot, it's not that clean. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't. I guess we're not really supposed to care about these clandestines in the end. the Noor dimension that much other than the fact that it might take over our world and destroy us all. Um, Just that. Yeah. Mm, Well, in the sense that what I I mean is it almost feels like it's not really all that important other -hmm. than the fact that that's where she gets her powers from. But we don't really do anything to truly like explore that or the clandestines we don't know why they were actually exiled why they're here really uh mm-hmm. and and you know it, uh, so i there was just a part of me that felt like okay she's got this part to her which you know this djinn origin with the nor but also she has mutant dna i guess now too and it's just like it felt a little bit muddied because they were trying to maybe do too many things with where these powers come from, other than making it kind of cleaner and maybe a little bit more simple.
0: Yeah. No, I'm absolutely with you on that. I mean, I feel like they really made it a point of how much of a threat the clandestines are and how she may have, you know, some darkness within her because she's part Jin or clandestine or whatever. Um, and I like that they tied it to something that's also kind of a a real life fairy tale anyway, you know, genies that you and I would know of, or I immediately thought of Jin from the witcher. (laughs) Um, And then they're trying to make it seem like such a threat, but really not explaining what they're trying to do. And like you said, like why they want to do it. And then there's no resolution to it it's like so are they going to take over our world is the gate now closed is this like stranger things where there's other gates that are open (laughs) it's just yeah a little open-ended there and then trying to tie her then together with mutants and stuff as well it's like eh, let's stick to one of those
1: yeah I, I I can actually agree with you in that I wholeheartedly. I almost wish that um, there wasn't that whole side of it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I do feel like it. It's almost easier to do one or the other, but then you don't have a major villain in the show at all. I mean, there's nothing villainous. It's just yeah. So yeah I, again it it's it's not a it's not terrible or anything it doesn't like ruin the show in that sense but I, I just felt like we we did i did kind of struggle with that aspect because it just didn't feel like we explored it enough to kind of really make me care about the stakes enough yes they could destroy our yeah. entire planet you know and turn it into the nor dimension but I don't know. I just I never personally just found it all that um terrifying because I guess maybe you just it's not I don't know. There's nothing about it yeah. that like made it seem all that terrifying. Even when they say, "Oh, it could take over the entire world." It's like, "Okay. Well, whatever." And so Like what is their world like? Is yeah, it a bad exactly. place? Is it a yeah. good place? Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, we never got a chance to like experience how bad that would be in or any of those things so yeah yeah um one of the things we kind of mentioned about her as a character is this kind of theme between reality and fantasy and the fact that you know she always has her heads and head in the clouds and her mom specifically is very worried about her especially in light of what her mother thinks is her family history Mm -hmm. And I thought that this was fascinating because one of the biggest points of this and the change in Kamala as well as with her mother and her grandmother and even her father was the actual understanding of what the true history was of their family. And that true history changes everything about their perspective about themselves and the world around them. And I just thought mm-hmm. that that was really interesting because it, in some ways, Kamala's fantasy became reality when reality meshed with the truth of the family's history. Mm-hmm. If any of that makes sense, which I thought was kind of fascinating.
0: Yeah. No, I, I totally get what you're saying and i think that was sort of you know what we were referring to earlier as well Is like even though she wants to be captain marvel she learns more about herself and realizes that she had all of this history that's also tied to the fantastical as well you know that she didn't have to go searching for it she already had it kind of thing um and i think that's absolutely true i mean it It was kind of interesting as well that it became a tie between her mother sort of taking out on her, her resentment of her own mother. You know, we find out later that her mother um, or Kamala's nanny was always um, made fun of by the neighbors and was always, you know, focused on there was this um, history with Aisha And their family and stuff that that she wanted to find out more about, but there was no proof. And so her daughter always felt like, I just need to get away from you because you're a loon and I'm going to go make a real life for myself with people that are focused on real life. Mm -hmm. And so then that's why she raises her daughter the way that she does Because she wants to protect her. She wants her to succeed in the world and not to to turn out like Hernani was.
1: Uh, No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we talk about it so much on this show because so many things that we discuss really hit home this point. But understanding the truth of history makes a difference on who and what we are. And yeah. that there is a reality to that. Like in in this show literally changes everything about who Kamala is, about who her mother is, her grandmother, and the relationships between them. Uh and I, I think there's something so important because this show really does a great job of giving us the opportunity to see just how important truth is truth based in reality, not just what we want it, not like just our truth, but the actual truth. And right. And that's something I thought was really great about the show. Um, because that true grounding is what helps Kamala be able to have even more than her fantasies um, because it's real. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's not just a desire in her mind of like, oh, I wish I could be Carol Danvers or whatever. Like the reality is so much different and better and scarier than she ever expected. You know, Um, being a hero is so much more than you think it is when you actually have that weight on your shoulders. And I just, you know, so I thought all of that stuff was just really well done in the show and really appreciated the show for that. Uh, And so, and this is one of the few, like, this is one of the few Marvel shows, uh, you know, I I think, other than like seeing the way it was done in Hawkeye, where you're really celebrating family, like the nuclear family, you know, and Mm -hmm. how important that is. You know, we saw that in Hawkeye with his own family and how that's important to him and how he then gets to share that with Kate. And here, Kamala and her family and and then her larger community are very important. You know, her faith, her her faith community, you know, which is, mm-hmm. is such a beautiful thing to actually see that these things are, are not just like side parts of people's lives. They're actually important to making us who we are in the first place.
0: Mm-hmm. What I mean, I love that scene where her mother hugs her. And is, you know, trying to help her with her knee. Um, And she says, you know, that your family is always here to support you. You're not alone. Yeah. And so, you know, I like that they show that if you take care of your family, they take care of you. And same with like your faith community. Mm -hmm. and you know that it becomes more than even just your biological family it's yeah, people yeah. that you're connected with that you all support each other right
1: well and and the beauty of uh the way that they show um their faith community is they're not all the same they don't they mm-hmm. don't all have the the same uh ideas about everything and yet they come together to support one another um and i I think it 's really beautiful and to learn from each other to grow from each other and um i, I there's something really nice about that and again it 's just not something you see very often uh in television um mm-hmm. in general these days, but I really appreciate it about this show and then on top of that, we had this really interesting discussion about you know kind of what it means to actually be good. And her shake tells her that being good is not something she is, but it's something she does, which yeah. is a really beautiful thing because in it I, to me reinforces the idea. We're not inherently good people, but what helps make us what what makes a good person is the choices that we make, Um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of very much in, akin to what Dumbledore tells Harry Potter about, you know it's about the choices and I really love that because the show then goes on to reinforce that idea of making good choices. You know, if if you want people to think that you are good and have good character and are, are somebody that they can look to, then you need to show them through good actions, through good works and, Kamala has to work through that in this season and I thought that that was actually really beautiful
0: yeah I agree with you I uh, I really loved that they showed Kamala you know initially in the show she was uh, like even my husband said kind of a spoiled brat <laughs> you know she um was the only girl she in her family I mean um you know the, their only daughter and really like you know didn't Seemed to want for money They weren't wealthy by any means But they were content Um, And she seemed to do well In school aside from like the gym Scenes and stuff And yet she still was so Combative With her parents and you know Especially that scene where They wouldn't let her go to AvengerCon And then made a compromise And she completely just You know obliterates their feelings You just kind of feel like, wow, she is really ungrateful and does not see all the stuff that they've given her. And maybe there was a way that she still could have made that work rather than being so mean. And it's like over the show, she learns that her looking up to Captain Marvel because of the stuff that she does, she can do things like that on a more grounded level. And that she needs to start with looking in the mirror and say, I could be better to my parents and that action is doing a good thing. You know, and so it's like things like that that she starts to see they're little things that are actions you take that speak louder than words and show that you're a good person.
1: Yeah, because there's another great line about how we the only thing we can do is what we've been given. You know, we we it's about us working with what we've been given. And mm-hmm. so – and and that comes to the idea of then do we use that for our own benefit and just for our own selfish needs or do we do that for others? Which is driving at that idea of like what it means to be good, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, there's also one more quote that I really liked about just because someone treats you as their enemy doesn't give you the right to treat them as yours. And yeah. that and, – and, and so this whole show is really revolved around – The ideas of, you know, what it means to be a good hero and and why heroes are heroes. Um, And that just retaliating against someone because of something they've done to you is not always or maybe even ever the right course of action. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I, I really appreciate that here about the show. And. It's you know it's it's one of those things where in many ways Kamala's lesson becomes very much the Spider-Man lesson and about the with the great power comes great responsibility and that's something mm-hmm. that she has to realize in this show is that with what you've been given you know it, it it's kind of the same thing as is what Gandalf says to to Frodo you know all we can do with the, uh, is the best we can with the time we've been given, you know? So mm-hmm. um, I, I just thought that that was, was really
0: nice in the show. Um, I did have one other thing that I wanted to add to that from the show. Um, I don't know if you felt the same way I did, but I also really liked that scene where she saves the child that was falling off the tower because you see for a moment that she gives into the fame Mm -hmm. And while she stands there and takes the time to pose, forgets that he's standing on something that could disappear. Exactly. (laughs) And then has to go and try and save him again. And so she realizes in that moment, like, being a hero is also not just getting infamous and looking cool. Mm -hmm. It does bear great responsibility. And it's a lot more serious than that.
1: Yeah, no, I I 100% agree with you. And and I think that is a part of that lesson like we've been talking about obviously. Like that's what she's having to learn. Like the this is about the responsibility. It's not about you know, getting famous. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Um we we kind of end up in the show with a little bit of a love triangle between her best friend Bruno um, and Mm -hmm. and Comron and so I wanted to ask you about that obviously you know we mentioned it's it's kind of a teenage show and everything did you feel like that they handled that part of the show well was it too much or was it just right
0: I think that overall it was pretty good it was a little frustrating that felt like Bruno never really gets that moment to tell her how he feels and find out how she feels Before they then kind of move her on to, you know, going further with Kamran, Mm -hmm. at least at least like with the connection, you know, not physically. Um, And I do like, though, the way that it sort of ends with that is that sometimes you don't end up with either of those people. Right. You know, like um, Bruno ends up needing to go to Caltech and... If Kamran had been able to stay, maybe he and Kamala would have been in a relationship finally, but he couldn't. He had to go, you know, back to Pakistan. So she's got to now continue to figure out her way on her own and maybe find somebody else.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was really interesting to me. And I think it was like you said, it was handled well for the most part. I, I, I did. See myself, I, I guess, maybe frustrated on on Bruno's p- behalf, you know, like obviously he really cares about her and, you know, maybe even loves her. And it, it is that classic thing where you just can't see what's right in front of your face, which is sad for him because, you know, it's also he's a character that her family loves, too, you know, which I thought was really yeah. neat to see that, you know, he is a fan. He is parentless because his parents have, I don't even remember if they even really say specifically what happened to his parents, but it seems like they've died. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, he's he's running this store by himself. He's going to school. He's also a genius, which, you know, I mean, classic MCU. <laughs> he's, <laughs> right? he's everything. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was actually just kind of difficult to uh, you know, watch her not really see him I think it's always difficult when you have that type of thing in a story where a character is just not seen by the person they're closest to in the way that they would want to be And part of that I think is so many of us have all had that happen before so Mm -hmm. but um yeah I mean it was it was pretty well done and I, I liked all and I Just across the board, I I really liked all of the actors in the show. I thought everyone did a really good job. Um, I wasn't annoyed by anyone, which was great. Um, Really important (laughs) in these type of shows. And so, yeah, I thought, um, you know, on on the love triangle front, they were great. And then just from a casting perspective and and getting a chance to, um, you know, watch the whole series, I thought they did a great job with just casting in general.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, um, you know, there were no weaknesses really that it came down to with the, the cast at all. And I think that the focus was in the right places. Um, I would say my only other critique a little bit is, um, the, I don't know if it made you feel this way as well, but like being a religious person myself in general, um, I feel like I wouldn't usually be as casual in or informal in addressing the religious leaders. That actually kind of made me uncomfortable because I'm like, she's not like addressing him as like Sheikh or um, mm-hmm. or Sheikh, I guess you would say, um, or Sir or you know anything to really like show some a little bit more respect. And so I don't know that it sounds silly, I guess, but. I felt like show some respect for your elders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I can under, I could definitely understand that. Um, you know, I know, uh, everybody kind of comes from, from different places. And, and so I think, yeah, there, I think there's definitely a way that you can show respect, even if you're not using like a title of somebody. Um, mm-hmm. and I, so I kind of get what you're saying there. Um, and, Uh, but I, I did enjoy, um, yeah. I think you're right. Like there just weren't any weak links when it came to like the, the cast that we were watching, which is always really helpful. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than watching a show and just kind of being annoyed when one person kind of comes on screen and you're like, Oh, not again. So that, that did not happen here, which I was really thankful for, um, which has Mm -hmm. happened in some of the other Marvel shows. So, um, I'm interested too. This is something that uh I think this might have been one of my biggest frustrations with the show was with the villains and the, the, mm-hmm. the DODC uh and which we've seen before specifically in the Spider Man movies, um and then the clandestines and, and in many ways I just felt like the show didn't really have a great villain in the first place and that I mean, you know, a a hero's story is only as good as their villain, they say. And I I felt like that's one of the things here where we just didn't really have that and it kind of frustrated me um, Mm -hmm. with the show because it, it comes to You know, as we move towards the end of the show uh, and the finale, uh, it didn't really feel like it was building to something that was going to be interesting as we close it
0: out. Right. Like a huge boss fight at the end or something.
1: Well, yeah but I mean not just a huge boss fight and I'm not just looking for you know massive uh, CGI fest or whatever but I I mean just something to where it feels really personal and everything because it didn't really feel personal uh, Mm -hmm. or as connected with Kamala and everything and and, and, like fighting to save her community kind of thing that, that you would want really
0: yeah, I, I think that you're right in a couple of ways. And and one, I will say, I do think that the train scene, the way that they resolved that um, was actually really good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it yeah, didn't have anything scenes, really to do. Uh, uh, where were they, we go back in time was great, I thought. Yeah, but then, you know, the way that they tied that to the gin, um was cool. But then really, it seems like, The whole plan and place that the djinn are from didn't connect to this any other way. I think it might have been more interesting if the villain ended up being that it was actually her great grandmother's twin sister who went bad and, Mm -hmm. you know, started to destroy the family or something. Something that's more connected to the rest of the very family-based story story. I think is what you're feeling as well as I am.
1: No, I I think you've really nailed that. And, and, And something like that would have been, I think, much more interesting to the show because with the finale, it really led me to think about just the way this show connects with the rest of the MCU. And I think this show is best when it's not connecting with the rest of the MCU and it's just its own thing. Because there are a mm-hmm. lot of things that came down in the finale that really bothered me that didn't make a lot of sense. One, why is there... I mean, we've been in the MCU for a really long time now. You're telling me there is not a better way to bring in new heroes than like being hunted down by weird DODC agents? Are, that That's really how we're going to do this? Like, And two, Spider-Man re- literally lives across the river... So you're telling me that like he's not available to like help mm-hmm. out with this um and so a lot of that just didn't really make sense because it didn't fit within like we're in the m c u like yeah, and then um i just overall connecting wise Captain Marvel's been on Earth like three times at most, and never in a sense of like in front of the cameras. Mm -hmm. You know, like she's not Iron Man or Captain America or, you know, like. Yeah. So how is she even a fan of Captain Marvel? That's one thing I didn't understand either. So there was just some ways in which I I was really frustrated with the way this is supposed to connect with the MCU and how it just didn't always make a ton of sense. And it was when it was on its own that it was actually better.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, I'm with you. I mean, it's like they're saying things like we should know what they're talking about and didn't actually have the connective tissue already there to support that so yeah I mean it it feels like they're trying to throw something in in the 11th hour and then say oh it's it's been like that and you're like no it's not Um, same with having Bruno suddenly say there's something else weird with your DNA you're also like mutated and I was like what? And also, why do I care in the last couple minutes of the last episode of the season? Mm-hmm. It's not like it was like a huge stinger. Um, And that was the other thing that I wanted to bring up, too, is I felt like there were some other areas where it felt like they just didn't understand that the people making the show are probably more like my and your age, maybe a little bit older. And they're making a show where it seems like really their primary demographic is like high school to, you know, late teens, um, early 20s, maybe. And yet then they're tying these things in like the music in that scene, the theme played from the original X-Men animated series. But you wouldn't know that if you're high school students right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I recognized it because I've seen that show. <laughs> so, yeah, there were just some things like that that I'm like, dude, you're you're missing the wrong generation here.
1: <laughs> I think one of the things that, and this is a, a phase four issue with Marvel, is that so many things are coming out. And there's a real lack of understanding about how it's all supposed to really connect together. Because mm-hmm. it just seems so scattershot. And yep. whereas before the MCU for the most part was pretty focused. It was, I mean, some movies here and there were, you know, obviously better than others and whatnot, but the, but the storyline was really building towards something in, a, in a very logically progressed way. Mm-hmm. And this is, I I think where we are now, it's not necessarily the show's fault. It's just an overall issue with the connectivity in the MCU is that right now it just feels all over the place. And I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be picking up from all these things. That's actually important because the problem is, is the MCU has trained us to think that everything is important. So everything is connected. Exactly. And now things feel a lot less important or a lot less, Connected in a way that makes sense to just the everyday viewer, and, and that's kind of frustrating to me. So, yeah. Um, in general, I, you know, obviously all of these shows, whether it's anything on Disney Plus, you know, uh, with, from Star Wars to Marvel or whatever. um, How did you feel like they did with just kind of the look and the feel of the show with? The effects and all of that kind of stuff that they use here did did they pull it off well enough for you to 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 make it feel like a a well executed show in that way or was there stuff that you were just like ugh
0: so obviously they made a very bold choice with doing the graphics depicted along with the live action yes yeah. um. <laughs> sort of like they did with like zombie land, you know, where you see Mm -hmm. uh, titles on screen with the people and stuff. Um, And it was like comic book inspired, which really ties into well, you know, with Kamala and what she likes and what she does on her YouTube channel. Um, But there were times when it felt like, okay, it's not really the right time for the goofiness. Um, And I think too, it also kind of made me feel at times like it was ripping off, Spider-Man, like the, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Tom Holland, Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember like the credit scenes of one of them, I think it was No Way Home. Yeah. It was, yeah. you know, playing the Ramones and having that same animation.
1: Yeah. That kind of
0: very cartoony. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. And then having her do the chalkboard planning and stuff is just kind of derivative as well. Um. So there were some things like that. I felt like it was a good idea, but then it was a little overdone and maybe mm-hmm. put in at the wrong time.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was very interesting to have all of those things uh, in the show. I think it definitely that's where, like you said, they kind of lean into things that we've already seen with Spider-Man and a lot of other teenage type movies or whatever, where you have this cartoon version of things i think even back to like easy a has that same type of thing or i mean this really Mm -hmm. kind of goes all the way back in in some ways to like the lizzie mcguire show you know (laughs)
0: where oh yeah you know that kind of um, stuff into the spider-verse
1: yeah yeah there you go so you know i i don't have a problem with it i was i for the most part i think the the effects work in the show is pretty decent uh, it was pretty consistent, which is actually really the most important thing is that you're not pulled out of the show just because things look consistent in the effects work. So I have to give them that. They, I think they did a really did good job. Like, but did you like the crystals? Because I will say that did bother me a little bit. You mean like what her, her hard light substance things? Yeah. Night light. <laughs> yeah. Her. Um, I mean, they were fine um again i think they're just consistently done so i'm not pulled out by being mm. like oh that one looks terrible I mean, they always look yeah. consistent so mm-hmm. uh which again i think is the most important thing um yeah. you know to where you're not going between scene and scene where one looks you know really well done and then the next time you see it you're like oh oh that looks like a that looks like a cartoon you know yeah uh, so I, I i didn't really have a problem with that um but yeah, I mean all in all, I I was this not knowing what to come into with the show, it was really interesting. Uh and and on that mm-hmm. front, um and so I'm fascinated kind of because I feel like we've had good and, you know, bad things to say or in the sense we've had some critiques, but I'm I'm wondering where it is that you fall with your ratings here for Miss Marvel.
0: So, um you know, like I said, I think that the the best thing here ended up being the focus on the family and on how that then fits in with, like we said, her getting powers. Um, it still kept it very realistic for what we could imagine is feasible. Our suspension of disbelief has not stretched too far. Um but, you know, there were some some misses for me, at least with, you know, the pieces that we talked about. But also, I felt like there were times where the musical choices didn't really make sense either. Um, You know, throwing in songs like living on a prayer in a scene where I felt like they were trying to make it a more seriously scary fight scene <laughs> Um, or a song from Dirty Dancing called Be My Baby. uh when she's, you know, well, that's raptured way older over than her. That, but
1: yeah, that's... Yeah. A...
0: <laughs> but, you know, like, that's what I know it from. Yeah. Um, I feel like they just kind of were missing the mark and using stuff that was a little too obvious, maybe. um So I would say, like, there's a lot of things I like and then some things I don't like, too. So I'm sort of in the middle. I would give it a three out of five um glowing crystals. Nice. um Because I I do still think there's more substance than I expected to find in this and introduced me to some things that I wouldn't have experience with, like the obviously Pakistani storyline piece. Um, And I think that they made it make sense for a superhero story Mm -hmm. without feeling like you're focusing too much on the family aspect and not on it being part of the MCU. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, there were just some things I wish could be tweaked um and seemed like maybe with the clandestine thing they were planning on there being another season or something but yeah like there was a lot left out with with the villains and didn't feel like there was as much of a threat as you would want mm-hmm. sure yeah so what about you
1: it's uh it is really interesting to me because uh, as I mentioned I I didn't have any idea um what to expect coming into the show and I I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I was going to which was fascinating to me um and I would say in all honesty um I think this is probably one of the better shows that Marvel has done um and part of that is the consistency in the show um and the storytelling the show uh, you know they they found a way I think to make this character Come alive and, and to have fun with it. And, um, you know, and obviously uh, we're doing this because we're going to be tying into what's coming next with the Marvels. And of course, that was the big stinger, which is actually, I think, a, maybe even a scene from the movie itself coming out where her and Captain Marvel trade places on accident somehow. Um, so I mean, guess it's the cosmic freaky Friday. Uh, but <laughs> Yeah, I would give this three and a half out of five stars. Uh, I, I again, there are only a couple of the other Marvel shows that I, for me, I would put above this. And so, you know, after our experience with Moon Knight, where I was so disappointed, this was a really nice reprieve from that. So, you know, let's hope that that you know we can continue maybe on an upward trend as as we look towards what's coming next, which I think is, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's She-Hulk, attorney at law, so. But, mm. before we get there, I, Chrissy, we should give some recommendations to everybody about things we think they should check out.
0: Yes, so um mine is going to be a little bit different this time, Um but more of my content I've been consuming otherwise lately has been... um streaming or youtube or um, instagram based um which is really interesting to see what people can do with that and so i i really wanted to recommend speaking of um interesting people a entrepreneur that i happened to find because i was looking at um interior design and like architectural digest stuff um so i highly recommend checking out if you're interested in that kind of thing um farah mary Um, And it's spelled F-A-R-A-H-M-E-R-H-I. And she has 3.3 million followers on Instagram um, because her decor work is so beautiful. Um, And now she also even has her own collections of like kitchenware and things like that. And like just so you can see Matt, like one of the table decor things things that she did i mean it is like magazine stunning and apparently she lives near me (laughs) so yeah i I really recommend checking her out um she does videos she recently did a winter wonderland theme um exploding with glitter and christmas trees and stuff for her daughter's birthday in her living room so yeah check out farah awesome Awesome.
1: Well, uh, something that uh, I don't think I've recommended yet, but I got a chance to watch it with my wife, which was really fun uh, because she had never seen it. And I'd just gotten on 4K disc, which was the Untouchables, uh, which is just a great mob movie. Uh, and mm. just a classic cast. I mean, it's so phenomenal. So uh, it's so worth checking out, and it looks great on the 4K disc. So if you hadn't got a chance to see it or see it in a long time, it's so worth uh, checking out now and even picking up. Uh, you know, physical media is the way to go. But Christy, if anybody wants to catch up with you and see what you've
0: got going on, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bespin Bell and then of course when I'm not here you can find me in the Babel Conference or on a show I do with my friends Amanda and Teresa called Sabers and Spells um, which you know maybe we'll be transitioning into something different since all three of our lives have been changing so much Um, you know Amanda is having a baby soon so yeah uh, lots to talk about that maybe we'll just swap formats or something. Awesome. Well, uh, you could find me all over social
1: media under the name MattBrushing02, whether whether that is Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, Vero. You can also find me here on the network, of course, outside the 602 Club with Warp 5, which is about Star Trek Enterprise. We've got The Ore about Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Saddle Up about uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Artificial Tango about the Star Trek Picard and Literary Treks about the books and the comics of Star Trek. And then over on the Nerd Party Network, there are two shows that I have. One is a completed show I did with Dre Kaufman called Owl Post. We talked about every single chapter of the Harry Potter series, one chapter at a time. And last but not least, it's a Star Wars podcast I do with John Mills called Aggressive Negotiation. So check that out. And as we're recording this, John and I were just talking about. coming back for assembling avengers that is going to be coming back here in the fall so take a look for that here in this very same feed as we'll be starting on phase four of marvel but thank you so much for joining us and y'all come back now you hear